Hey love, Ashley Han here, online branding and marketing strategist, entrepreneur, author, and coach, and welcome to a brand new special exclusive series of my show called Female on Fire, where I am taking you behind the scenes with incredible, powerful, successful, sexy, radiant females on fire. From spine-tingling pain-to-power stories, real and raw girl talk, to actionable tools and frameworks that you can use use and apply in your own life, it is my intention that as you listen to each of these episodes, you will feel a spark light up inside of you and walk away feeling on fire and radiate that beautiful, unique, powerful flame out into the world. Let's dive in. Today's female on fire is Jennifer Spivak, who has a powerful mission to support women in becoming financially empowered. And she does this through Facebook ads. She is the founder and CEO of hashtag Team Spivak, which is a high vibe Facebook ads squad that has helped hundreds of businesses generate millions and millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing a 1000% plus return on their ad campaigns. She also has an all-female team, an all-female agency, and she's really committed to helping women-owned businesses make tons of money and feel spacious and free. We talk about this during the podcast about how there's this glorification of the hustle of the grind and it actually doesn't need to be that way. And she's found that Facebook ads have really been that gateway to experiencing more freedom in your business. And something else that's really awesome and inspiring about Jennifer is her Phoenix rising story, which I asked her about in the very beginning of the episode where she actually escaped domestic violence. And that dark time in her life is actually what birthed this mission that she has been on to help other women. And I'm not even going to spoil it anymore because I really love the way that she shares this story and how it led her from pain to purpose and in what she's created in her business. So without further ado, I'm not going to blab on anymore. Let's dive into it. All right, Jennifer, welcome. Welcome to my show. And thank you for being part of the Female on Fire series. I am super, super excited for my audience and the listeners today to get to know you, to get to know your story, and of course, to learn from you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I am doubly excited. So let's do this. Yes. Okay. So I am dying to know the details and I'm sure my audience is going to love to hear your Phoenix rising story. I would love it if you could share that with the audience. I think it would be a great way to kick this off and for them to really get to know you and where you come from. Yeah, that sounds great. So uh, my Phoenix Rising story starts in uh, 2011, uh, so about 10 years ago, when I found myself in a very uh, physically violent relationship. Um, it, you know, kind of checked all the boxes in terms of all the different forms of abuse that, you know, spoken about um, in that space. And it was, you know, a, a terrible time in my life and very scary and very dangerous and all of that stuff. But um, the, the story really almost kind of begins after that happened. And so, you know, without getting into all of the details, I was really fortunate. I was able to, it was only in that relationship for about a year. I was able to get out and move on with my life. Good for you. All things considering kind of simply. And 
the only thing I know how to do when something bad happens is turn it into an opportunity and look at like, what was I supposed, like, why did this happen? And like, what am I supposed to get from this? And so I felt that it was really my duty. And I felt very called to get into domestic violence advocacy work. And in doing that, I started seeing all of these women that were in the same experience that I, that were having the same experience that I was having and they weren't able to get out so easy. And I started wondering why that was like, what was it about my experience that like, it's now, you know, a year later, two years later. And like, I'm like, I'm good. Like everything's okay. Again, all things considering. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that it actually had so much to do with the fact that I had access to money. So I just happened to have $1,500 in a savings account that my abuser didn't know about, like just, just by chance prior to meeting him. And that was the $1,500 that I used to be able to get a new apartment in secrecy and have somewhere to go when I left. And what I started to learn is that, um, you know, a lack of access to finances is a major factor in why so many women either don't leave can't leave, you know, end up leaving and end up in homeless shelters or like, let's just be really real here, like leave and come back and end up dead. That is just the truth. And it's, I think, important for us to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember thinking $1,500 was maybe the difference between like me being alive or dead. Like if that's true, I have to do something about this. And so really from that moment on, my entire life became about how do I put more money into the hands of more women, both through the perspective of, we all know that domestic violence is so prevalent, you know, one to three to one to four women will experience it in their lifetime. Everybody knows somebody. So if the finance piece is so important, then we must financially empower women. And then the other side of it is whether you're in an abusive relationship or not, we live in a capitalistic society. Having access to money means never needing to be beholden to anybody. And I think that is so important for like just the empowerment of women in general. And so I used this vision and this mission and this inspiration to build a marketing agency. We are, you know, obviously hundred percent focused, as you know, on Facebook ads, as well as Instagram ads, but we consider ourselves to be so much more than just media buyers as we really do exist to help women owned businesses create more money um, and be able to be financially empowered and financially independent so that they never have to be beholden to anybody. Wow, that's so powerful. I love that you literally took, this is such a pain to power, pain to purpose story that you have. And I am I'm like blown away because I, I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense now that you share this with me that that would be a, a huge underlying, if not the top reason why women will stay in these relationships that are just toxic, abusive. Um, and that having that, financial freedom really can mean freedom for yes. so many women, like from those like cuffs of being like, feeling like you have to stay because otherwise you might die. Otherwise you might, you know, starve. Otherwise you might have no place to go. So, I mean, I, I love that. That's 
like the mission and the foundation behind what you've created. That's so, so powerful. So I just want to take a minute and acknowledge you. That is Thank you. so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And okay. So when you, I'm kind of curious now too. So when you left, you had that $1,500, yes. what was like the first thing that you did? Like, what well, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm like, yes. what, did, what did you do? What was that like for you? So I have this clear memory of the first night in the new apartment. And, you know, I don't know how much you or the listeners know around, about, about what it, you know, feels like to be in an abusive relationship. Obviously, I hope that nobody does. Um, but, you know, it isn't always like the things that we see in the movies, right? It isn't always like, oh, you're like getting literally beat up on a regular basis, but there is so much exertion of control that you have no freedom over your own life, your own decisions. And that first night, I remember I ordered a bottle of wine. I put on like some of my favorite music and I like took pictures of myself in, in this like long mirror that I had on the back of the bathroom door. And I just remember like having the most fun time because it was like that first experience in over a year of like, ev like this is all by design. Like it, the simplest thing, the going to the gym after work without having to run it by somebody and it being a whole fight, like every little simple, simple thing that we all do all day long was just like delicious. And <laughs> it was so exciting, like being liberating. Space. Oh, like I can remember so well, I still have some of those photos that I took that night. And it's interesting. Like there's a, I don't even know how to describe how I look, but there was clearly something energetically going on that was like magical and powerful AF. Um, Cause it really just was like, wow, this like simple thing I haven't had. And it feels so amazing. Wow. I love that. So inspiring. And <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's women listening right now that feel inspired by that story. Maybe are going through uh, that kind of a relationship right now and desire to experience that freedom that you were able to give to yourself. Do you, and I would love to, cause I know we're going to kind of like shift gears here in a little bit. So before we do though, I would just love to address that. Do you have any uh, resources, anything that we can drop right now for the listeners and I can put in the show notes, if there's any women listening right now who are going through that, who want freedom from their abusive relationship right now that we could. Yeah. Give yeah. To them. So, um, you know, there's definitely the national domestic violence hotline. Um, you know, they are a great resource. One thing that, you know, is really important is, uh, when a woman is trying to leave a abusive relationship, that's actually when she's in the most danger. So trying to do it on your own, obviously it's case by case. And I don't want to be giving anybody, you know, advice on anything because there's so many, minute details to this, but doing it on your own does come with uh, an element of danger. And so working with somebody that really understands the nuances of this, that can help you create a safety plan that can make sure that you get out alive and safe and smart is very wise. And then um, another resource, which is less about, you know, if you're in immediate danger, but more about 
what happens after the fact, as well as if you're listening and just really feel called to contribute to a cause in any way. Um, my company actually has a partnership with this amazing organization called Free From. So they're freefrom.org. I saw that. Yeah. And they actually specifically work on the financial abuse aspect of domestic violence. They help survivors uh, take their abusers to court, for example, achieve economic justice, uh, get back on their feet, start their own businesses, get access to cash grants, and really you know, their focus is how do we make sure that even though this horrible thing may continue to happen on this planet, how do we make sure as much as possible that finances no longer plays a role? So very in alignment with my vision, we donate a percentage of, of all of our profits to them. They are just phenomenal. Oh, that's so amazing. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing all of that. And we'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes for listeners as well. If you're listening now, even if that's not you, if you have a friend, I mean, this is this is great stuff to know. So thank you, Jennifer. Okay, so I, uh, I know something else about you. <laughs> I know, and I love, and I'm excited to, to talk about this and lead into, um, potentially going into this, this strategy and what's behind your, your secret sauce of generating income online. Um, so stop glorifying the grind. Stop glorifying the grind. Right. And I know like you're really passionate about that. I am too. I am too. And I know I'm sure you were at some point, maybe not, I'm, I'm assuming, but I was trapped in that for a while. Like mm -hmm. just like literally I remember like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you know, just like working, working nonstop. Even when I was out, like I would be out with my friends and it's like midnight and I'm like, can't get off my phone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like speaking of freedom, this is another type of freedom that mm -hmm. women get to create for themselves when it comes to their businesses. Um, I would love to kind of hear your take on that. Yeah, you know, I... Um... <laughs> I sometimes refer to myself as lazy and I obviously think like people, you know, sometimes take that in the wrong way. Like I saw that on your website. It was like lazy marketing. Like we're all for lazy marketing. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Sure. Sure. About that. You no. Know, and it's like, look, I'm not like lazy. Obviously I work hard, but yeah. I do look for the easy or lazy way to do things like this isn't even just business, but my life, how can I optimize and simplify every little thing simply because it feels good. And I like to make decisions based on what feels good. And I just don't believe that life or business or anything needs to be that hard. And yeah, when you come from, right. If you, when you come from a perspective that business is hard or life is hard or whatever needs to like be this heavy lifting, well then like, hello, that's the experience that yeah, it's like, if you say you. so, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you say so. So I just like walk around maybe with these delusional blinders on, but like, who cares? My life is fun and enjoyable. And so it works for me yeah. um, in terms of like, Hey, like things get to be easy for me. Things get to be simple. Um, I don't like to work that hard and like success and money and abundance and all of the things that I want are just like simply magnetized to me. Mm, okay. So a couple of things I really want to break down. Number one, write this down listeners right now simplify to amplify extracted yes. that from what you just said, simplify to amplify, you know, it's, it's just like a very powerful concept. You get that in your body. And then also just what you said too, is really important is really having like auditing your belief system. You know, you just said, like, as we said, if you say so, Yes. Like if you say so, it's, it's hard to make money. It's, oh, it's difficult mm -hmm. work. I'm going to have to work night and day. I'm going to have to grind. I'm going to have to hustle if I want to 
hit XYZ goal. If you say so. Yes. If you say so. And, and someone obviously taught you that at some point in your life, if that is your belief, right? So it's just like about, okay, realizing that doesn't have to be the way and you can create a new way. Um, I would love to hear from you, like something that has been uh, really pivotal for you in creating that simplified uh, business lifestyle. I know for me, I'll share one for me is letting going, letting go of control and delegating, hiring support, because I am worthy of that. And I know that my life will be simplified and thereby amplified if I allow myself to invest in and receive support, delegate, let go of control. So that was a big one for me. What about for you, Jennifer? I definitely, the, the delegating and letting go of control is such a big one for me. We play a game at my company called, is this Jennifer's job? Because I'm like always trying to do things <laughs> that I'm not supposed to do. And like, God bless my team. Who's like, this is not your job, Jennifer. Stop. <laughs> um, and I like kind of suck at it, but they, but they push back. Um, oh, good. <laughs> you know, for, for me, I think, I think a big piece of it was, uh, you know, I, I really love this concept of like looking at other women as expanders and what's possible. So like anytime we're talking about this topic, somebody that really stands out to me is Amanda Francis. Um, I don't know if you follow her at all or, or, or know much about her, but, um, you know, I just every time I see her, like her whole being and her whole essence is like, I make $400,000 per month, like from laying around in my beautiful house and like repurposing my Facebook lives and putting them behind a paywall and charging $2,000 for it. Like everything about her business model is simple. She is just repurposing things like crazy. She just like shows up in her house, being herself. She's got like this, uh, there was this one Facebook live she did where she like was eating a cheeseburger and she talks about how she made like $250,000 or something crazy in the middle of that, like just existing. And so I yeah. look at women who are really like in that energy and I go, well, if that's possible over there, then mm. why is that not possible over here? And how do I consistently move my energy more into that space? So I really look at other women as inspiration, as expanders and like proof of what's possible. And, you know, for me, the automatic in my brain is, again, if that's possible over there, if that's possible over there, that is possible over here. Like, let's do the work and the tuning up to make it happen. Mm. Huge thing I want you guys to get listening is it's about looking at these other women as inspiration, admiring them and what you said, proof of possibility, like proof that that's possible for me versus what can we as women tend to do? We right. can tend to compare, get jealous, envy, right? Those things yeah. like then all of a sudden this person's like a threat in some way, you know, even though that doesn't really logically make sense at all. Right. And yeah. that what them winning takes something from us, right. Which is not true. We live in a completely abundant universe yeah. and there's more than enough. So I love that. It's such a, a simple tweak that I remember I used to, I mean, girl, I just being real. I've shared this a couple of times with my audience as well as I used to suffer from jealousy, man. Mm -hmm. Like back when I, in my like early adult years and definitely teenage years, like I suffered from jealousy. I, I created that for myself. Right. Yeah. So it's something I want you to, and I've said this before, but I'm sure there's quite a few listeners right now that have not heard me say this before, which is how can we expect to attract or achieve 
the very thing that we resent another person for having, right? Like if you believe in the law of attraction and manifestation and that energy is real, <laughs> how giving energy to something in that way, like we, we can't expect to actually achieve it for ourselves, right? So um, I just love that we're bringing awareness to that simple, subtle, but very powerful shift in perspective, looking at other women who have what we want right? (laughs) So I love that. Thank you. Okay. So I know that this whole concept of, you know, stop glorifying the hustle, the grind, by the way, I just want to say in here really quickly before we move on to that, my, uh, one of my greatest mentors is Gary V. Okay. So (laughs) you already know what I'm about to say. I love him. Dude's got bad memories. Totally. Exactly. (laughs) Love him. I love him. I mean, he was pivotal for a a pivotal, pivotal for me and a major uh, turning point in my own success in my business. Um, And he leads in a very masculine way. Yes. So something that I want to say about that, and most of my listeners are women. So like, this is part of leading with your feminine. Okay. That is that spaciousness, that flow, that expansiveness. I get a lot of women um, coming to me wanting to tap more into their feminine. Well, here you go. This is a perfect way to do it. (laughs) So I just want to tap on that real quick. So I know that it it, was there anything you wanted to add, Jennifer. I just want to look, I I literally say it all the time. Like I love Gary V bad money mindset. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he comes from his immigrant background, right? He has immigrant parents. So like sometimes that can be like an kind of an auto, like something that just you take on. Right. And it's just kind of this way of being. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I know that that has inspired you like this, you know, expansive spacious way to do business rather than hustle the grind has inspired you to create your, uh, stupid, simple funnel. Can you tell us about the stupid, simple funnel? I'm dying to know. This is like a selfish question for me to ask, but I'm sure there are listeners that are dying to know as well. And it like totally comes from this place of looking around and saying, how do I do business in a very easy way? Like it doesn't feel good for me to like have to show up on social media every single day. Now, there are plenty of people that do that really, really well. I'm like in no way knocking it. But for me personally, that feels like a lot of work. So it's one of the reasons I love ads. And it's one of the reasons why I look to make ads so simple. Like how can I do one thing, put a little bit of money behind it and have it like 100x itself versus having to like manually do the work and show up every single day, which doesn't always feel like a fit for me. So that is Mm. very much the common from. Um, Yeah. yeah, And so, you know, more or less, it really, to me is stupid, simple. Um, You know, again, this funnel I'm going to talk about is my own funnel. I use it to generate leads and booked calls for my agency. So that isn't necessarily something that applies to any and everyone. Um, I definitely think it applies really nicely if you're selling a high ticket service, especially if it's a done for you service, um, because what we actually do with this funnel is skip the lead magnet, the webinar, the warming up, um, partially because what I believe is that done for you buyers behave differently. They actually don't want to learn. They don't care to. They are so far from DIYers. Like watching a webinar is so like not their thing. They just right person, right time, right skill set. Boom, done, fast decision makers, ready to go. So all I do with this funnel, again, plain and simple, I've got like maybe one or two ad variations. Like even all of the, 
ways that we approach ads at my agency, where we would do all of this testing and like all these different iterations. I don't do that here. Again, always looking for simple. One or two ads, couple different audiences that I'm running at any given time. And I'm taking uh, these ads, I'm targeting them to cold people. So people who don't know that I exist and I'm sending them directly to a landing page to book a call with me. Like technically that's supposed to break all the rules, but that's what feels really good for me. Like I don't feel like I need to do all of this upfront work. This is who I am. This is what we do. Take it or leave it. And like, you can leave it. That's fine. But I know that the right people immediately identify as my people. Now I take them from that page to again, that um, place where they can go ahead and book a call. I think it's important to mention that a big piece of this funnel that makes it work is the application form and the questions that people have to fill out before they can actually complete their booking. It is Facebook. We're going to get everybody. It's a mixed bag. Like the idea of perfect targeting is a myth, right? And so rather than trying to get that targeting perfect, it's really more about how does your funnel and your messaging appropriately deter the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So for example, I actually price qualify and mention this specific investment to work with my agency three times in the application form because I found that one wasn't enough and neither was two. But finally at three, people were paying attention. And so again, I like to do things the easy way. I don't want people coming on my sales calls and getting sticker shock. I'd rather say, this is what it is. Take it or leave it. Um, you know, and people like that. I think my people really respond to that favorably. And there are no surprises. People go ahead and complete the booking. And then from there, there's this back end piece that I feel a lot of people forget about when they are ultimately running any type of funnel that sends people to book a call, which is, hey, the booking of the call is not the end. In fact, like maybe that's just the beginning. So I do a lot of nurturing between when they book and when their call actually is both through retargeting ads, as well as a really amazing email sequence, which is less focused on look at our amazing case studies because every agency has that and is way more focused on me and my story and my personal brand and the things that truly create connection and make competition irrelevant. At the end of the day, people show up to these calls with me and I hear often things like, didn't know you existed two days ago. I would like to be your best friend today. Uh, how can you like <laughs> sign up and get going? Nobody's surprised about the price. It lets me run sales calls the way that feels good to me, which is again, just like casual connection. I don't like the hard sell or anything like that. Um, and so that that's the funnel. I mean, it really is um, super simple, but just for like the wow factor, because this piece is so cool. I've been running this funnel now uh, actually, we're probably at right around the year mark at this point. So it's been validated and I've got a good amount of data um, to date. And I'm literally checking the exact numbers right now. Um, to cool. date, we have spent $22,700 on these ads. So again, over a year, we're not really spending... Wow really not spending very much per month. Um, and this has generated $529,500 in revenue as a direct result, which is a little over a 23 times return. Wow. Incredible. Amazing. And um, I also heard that you actually uh, reached seven figures during the pandemic. Like yes. that and was a thing. So, you know, what's so interesting is that um, if we look at my 2019 revenue and my 2020 revenue, 
The difference, and we had about an 80% year-over-year growth during the pandemic, the difference was almost exactly the amount generated by this funnel. Like this funnel was the difference maker. And what's maybe even cooler, you know, we're going for 3 million this year. I'm really looking to like almost 3X because I like big goals. Um, And I'm not like wondering how to do that. Like I have the whole 12 months of data that supports that give or take every time I spend around $600, I'll land a new client. So mm-hmm. I know exactly how many new clients we need to bring on this year. And I just need to turn up the dial. Like that's it. Like business handled. And I don't yeah. need any showing up. This whole thing is a hundred percent automated. There are just calls booked on my calendar and I show up and connect with amazing people. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I have questions for you. Of course. (laughs) Okay. So, um, when you, so you said that this, I love that you're mentioning the price multiple times in the forum, right? So people, they land on this page. It's I'm guessing has a video of you right on it. And then they book a call Mm -hmm. with you. They click the book a call button. Mm -hmm. They fill out the application form. Now these people, you said you're going to either Matt, it's magnetic, right? So you're either going to attract the people in that are the ones that, that get to work with you, or you're going to repel the ones that just aren't a fit. Right. So is that happening? Like they're abandoning, they're literally like abandoning the form because they're like, okay, wait, they just, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> there's, there's two things, right? I know I'm like so excited, but yes, let me tell you. Um, so definitely there is a little bit of them abandoning the form. Like for example, the, the last um, field is we don't work with douchebags. So please check here to confirm you're not a douchebag. I love it. Uh, and like every once in a while, there's like a man, right? Of course, that's like annoyed by that. Uh, but everybody else seems to love it. So right, we have all of these things that make it very clear who we are. Um, and then the other piece that I love so much is the email sequence that runs after they book is also designed to do an additional sort of pre-qualifying. And every once in a while, somebody will respond to one of those emails and say, Hey, um, I read this and I actually realized I'm not yet ready for you. So I'm going to go ahead and cancel and book again at a later Mm. date. And like, Mm. that's amazing. People are literally like, Hey, Jennifer, let me not waste your time. Like that. That's That's great. So it's all of these moments of this is exactly who we are. This is exactly who we work with. These are the things that we stand for. You either like know in your gut that like where your people or we shouldn't even talk. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Okay. And something I just want to clarify, because I know you said it really fast for listeners. This is specifically for high ticket. Yes. I just want to, I just want to reemphasize that because yeah, this is for high ticket. And would you be willing to share like the range of what, cause I know for some people it's like, okay, well, what does high ticket mean? What is, what does that mean for this funnel? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, this is, public on the internet. So I can totally share, you know, our services are $5,000 per month. Um, But for me in general, with all the clients that we work with, we normally consider high ticket, like anything that's above like two to $3,000. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. And then for this form, what is this like a huge long form? Or is this like a short and sweet? Okay, I had a feeling. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily short and sweet. It's it's not super low investment. I mean, you do have to definitely be invested and we want that. But I focus on the things that I really need to know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's obviously the standard like name, email, phone number. Tell us a little bit about your business. What are your goals with Facebook ads? And then really the majority of the questions are qualifying, again, their, um, their intent, their urgency, as well as, you know, making sure their price qualified. So again, mentioning the price, 
you know, there's a, there's a field that's like, Hey, you know, we're really committed to like working with people who are like serious and ready to go. Like, please tick, tick, tick this box to confirm that you're ready to start now. Um, Mm. So again, we're also like saying, Hey, if you're just like shopping around or you're thinking of, you're, you know, wanting to do some research for something you're going to start in three months, you know, please don't get on my sales call calendar. Like I try to keep that open. So um, it, it really is the basics and then things that are very specifically designed to um, address basically objections that I got. So it was a little bit of like an evolution, right? I started out with one version of the form. And as I got more and more leads, knowing that people from Facebook are going to be different from like a word of mouth or a referral, for example, um, every time someone said no, because I said, okay, how could I have prevented that call from happening? Because they weren't a right fit because they weren't ready to start. They didn't have the money. And that then became a question on the form. Mm, that's great. Oh, that's so awesome. So you're literally taking that feedback and optimizing the form. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, um, my other question is on that now, okay. Listeners, I'm getting geeky here because you guys know I have a background in marketing and I, by the way, fun fact for you, Jennifer, this is like, so I am not in, in this anymore. It's not my game anymore, but I started out in Facebook ads, believe it or not. That was like, what is that now? Seven years ago. So, and, and in Facebook years, that's like a hundred years. (laughs) So fast. Um, so, uh, my question is when people are landing on this, like book a call page, what are you finding as a conversion rate there? Like how, you know, what is the conversion rate for yeah. people actually booking the call? Oh, that's a great question. I was just pulling this for someone the other day. So let me see if I remember correctly. So basically there's, uh, again, there's like the landing page. The second page is where they actually book. And so if I remember correctly, what I am seeing is that about 30% of the people that land on the landing page make it to the booking page. So they're seeing mm. information about me, they're reading, they're seeing stuff about like my Forbes article, for example. And they're like, oh, she's my people. That's cool. 30% are getting to that second page. Out of everybody that lands on that second page and that's where they'll see the application about um 14 percent, if i'm remembering correctly go ahead and actually book so there's book, definitely yeah. drop off as of course you expect that drop off on we, the application for that you know yep. when you're paying let's say you want that <laughs> well yes and when you're paying let's just say ballpark anywhere between like one to a couple dollars per click and ultimately i'm selling something that you know, you know, we're talking about five figures here because you can't just invest for one month, right? You're going to be investing for a minimum of four months. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's so much room. I mean, that's why I have a 23 times return. Like that's not normal. You know, mm-hmm. um, my, my COO is always like, hey, can you stop like going out there and talking about a 23 times return? Because that's not like a normal thing that we can achieve for clients. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And like, look, most clients and most businesses are really happy with like a five times return, right? Like, where else can you like put in a dollar every time? But because we are selling something um, so high ticket, and this is also then the case for some of our clients who sell high ticket as well, there's that wiggle room to say 98% of the people that come in cannot be a fit. And that is perfectly fine because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still spending $600 to close a client that's going to be worth, you know, five figures. And then some, especially since obviously I have a business that's very conducive to, you know, monthly payments and renewals and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Super important. Super important. So um, my other question is actually, you know, listeners right now, if you're not ready to run Facebook ads and that's like something that's 
totally far out for you. This question that I'm about to ask Jennifer can be applied to really any, uh, any landing page that you create. So um, the landing page with the, uh, with the book of call, which for many of you listening right now, you have that on your website somewhere, right? That's there. If you, if you're in the service-based business, right. And you want to get people on the phone with you. So key elements for that page, I'm going to say the ones that I'm guessing, right. That I, I kind of know from my experience and would love to hear from you. So video. Okay. Which is like your, your, your sales video credibility, which could be in the form of, as you mentioned, publications, features, you know, prominent media, social proof slash testimonials, right? So like testimonials from past clients, success stories. Um, what else for you is, is on there? Obviously like enticing copy is very important. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I love this topic. So definitely yes to all of the things that you said. We lead a lot with that. And so it's like definitely not but, but it's and, you know, when I look at my own newsfeed, truly, like if I look right now, maybe 80% of the ads in my feed are for other agencies advertising their service. And every single ad, as well as the landing page that they send traffic to, talks about a case study or a result or an amazing return on ad spend they were able to achieve for a client. Mm-hmm. I would argue that whatever industry that you are in, you may have amazing case studies and testimonials. And so does everybody else that does exactly what you do. Now, we don't know if they're all legit, but if you are even halfway decent at what you do, you can get a good testimonial or two, right? And so what I believe is that's not enough of a differentiation factor. And that actually has you look like everybody else that does what you do. So we include those things because they're, they're relevant, but they're the baseline for it. They're expected. They're the expected things, but really we lead with. So for example, you know, I have an all female team, the empowering women mission and vision is deeply rooted in everything that we do and the clients that we work with. So I'm more likely to lead with that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and aspects of my story and like who we are as human beings that actually have the right people immediately connect with like me, Jennifer, the person. And that's what happens. As me not playing the game of should I work with Jennifer's agency or another agency? They're no longer shopping around for Facebook ads agencies. They've picked Jennifer. This is everything, you guys. So this is why I'm so passionate about personal branding. Yes. (laughs) Because this is how powerful it is. It's like, yes, there may be another agency that's creating these results for this, this person. But is that your vibe? Is that your tribe? Is that your person? Right. So, so right away you're, it's, I call this magnetic branding, right? So it's magnetic branding. So you're putting down your mission. You're putting down what you stand for. You're putting that stake in the ground. And it's like, Hey, if that's you, I got you, you know, you're, you're, you're establishing that resonance right away. Yes. I love that. And then you also, um, do you also address objections on that page? I'm trying to think exactly what's on that because it's like oh that might work for that person but what but maybe not for me you know those like even if even if statements yeah I found worked really well we definitely do have a lot of that I do believe that there's like a little bit of that in the email sequences as well but I will say and again this is more just what works for me and I do think this is an important piece to note here like I I'm never one to say this is how you should do your marketing. This is something that works and feels really good for me. And so everybody's different, but for me, what feels good, what's super aligned and what works is 
this is what we do. This is who we are. This is my story. Like if you are somebody that needs a lot of information and is saying, yeah, but you might not be our people or you might not mm-hmm. be our people right now. And you know what? Like that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. So I, I don't actually want to work that hard in a way, right. To like handle every single person's objection. I yep. think we're perfect people. And if I look at our client roster and those have that have been around, around the longest, they just have that moment of that's my person. That's how mm-hmm. I buy. Yep. I know every coach I've hired, every, everything, like I, I just know, like I'm getting on the call and saying, hi, like I am like ready to pay. Like I did the due diligence before and you're my person. And that's how I like to do business. Yeah. I love that. It's so, so important. So I completely agree. And it is that big, like, otherwise you're commoditizing yourself, right? That's how you get out of playing that game and you just play you, you just be you. And that is literally your biggest differentiating factor now, because there's nobody else like you <laughs> leading with your mission. So it's so important to have a why behind what you do and tying that into all of the ways that you represent uh, your content, your marketing, all the things. So so powerful. Thank you, Jennifer. And thanks for answering my nerdy questions. I love your nerdy questions. <laughs> I know, I'm wondering if anyone listening right now was like, was like in on that with me. Um, okay. So we are at the end now of the podcast episode that flew by. I just looked up at the time. I do ask one question to every woman who is in my female on fire series. And that is what is one thing, Jennifer, about you that you used to hide, dim, maybe dilute, maybe even shame, shove away that you have since reactivated, reignited on your journey to becoming the female on fire that you are today? I honestly like identify as somebody who's like super weird. I I just, I I think I'm like weird and quirky and I like make these like stupid corny jokes and they just make me happy. And, you know, when I was younger, right. I think that's like so true for all of us, right. When you're like really young and then even like early twenties, you know, you feel like you're not like something about that, like should be hidden or especially in business, right. It's not appropriate. There's a way to do business. And, you know, I, I, I always was myself, but like with a layer of what I thought professional was on top of that. And the more I have just leaned into like my full weird self, the more that sort of like magnetic marketing and personal branding is just like on fire. Um, and, and it also feels good. Like I have grown to, you know, now I'm in my early thirties. Like, I think like my weirdness is like my favorite thing about myself. Yes. Oh, I love you. You're my people. (laughs) It's so divine that you're here. Um, (laughs) no, it's, that's funny. That's definitely one of mine. (laughs) I love it. Like, like huge. My dad always tells me, he's like, Ashley, your number one best quality is your goofiness. I'm super goofy. So I love that you're weird, Jennifer. I'm weird. I know we got a lot of weird listeners because like attracts like. (laughs) So I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you now incorporate that. I want everyone listening to just hear that really quick. Like 
incorporate those parts of you in your brand. Please let them shine through because that's what makes you you. And there are other people just let totally vibe and connect with that. So like me to you, Jennifer, I totally like, I have literally a dork, goofy girl at heart. That's me. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for just giving up your time, your energy and sharing also your, your story with us. And, uh, I've just so enjoyed chatting with you. And is there anything else besides the stuff that I got that I'm going to put your website, I'm going to put, um, also the link to those links that we talked about earlier, anything that you want me to include in the show notes as well? Yeah. I mean, website is great. You know, it may come as a surprise to absolutely nobody, but the platform I hang out on the most is Facebook. Um, So, you know, I love to um, obviously connect with everybody over there. And I'm just Jennifer Spivak on Facebook. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. It's been amazing chatting with you. And thank you to all the amazing ladies listening. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. See you on the next episode. If this episode spoke to you, and especially if you're a driven, ambitious woman who is ready to dive deep so you can rise up to the next level and become truly unstoppable against any and all obstacles in your way, go to femaleonfire.net now. It is time to reignite that spark inside of you so you can radiate it out those parts of you that have been lying dormant, that you've been hiding, muting, shaming. It's time to reignite that flame inside of you so you are lit up from the inside out, irresistible, magnetic, in command of every room and every situation, and no one ever, ever forgets your name. Go to www.femaleonfire.net. That's femaleonfire.net or click the link in the show notes to learn more. You can also shoot me a DM on Instagram that says FOF for female on fire now. And as always, thank you so much for listening and especially for rating, reviewing, and sharing the episode. You're amazing. I love you. Have a powerful day.